This is Partnership for the Arts Radio. Come join us as we explore the worlds of art. And you can find this and other episodes of our talk show on Facebook and our website at partnershipforthearts.group.org. This podcast was recorded at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda, Florida. Hey everyone, welcome back to Partnership for the Arts Talk Show. It's great to have you join us. Lynette, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you today, Dave? I'm doing wonderful. I got my cup of coffee and my crackers eating in the recording studio, and I won't slurp my coffee much. (laughs) And I'm doing good, feeling blessed. Great. So. Good to see you again. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. I'm always so eager to chat with you because there's so much going on and you know, the season is just really heating up, cranking up really quickly here. Fairing up, yeah. And I think you were going to share some um, things about some of the local music venues. Yes, I am. <laughs> so, what was going on? Right, yeah, because with the season cranking up. We've got a lot going on just in around Punta. In downtown Punta Corda. Right. Right. Like blocks from each other. Yes. It's fantastic. Yes. So, setting the coffee down. <laughs> Here we go. The Wyvern is starting their music back up on Saturdays, and that's the 360 on top. Which, there's also a fantastic view of Charlotte Harbor. It is there. beautiful. Daytime, you can see all the way to the horizon. Nighttime, the city's lit up, the water's lit up. It's fantastic. And now, what, what kind of music are they playing? A variety of artists that come through. Most of them are sitting down and just going with the guitar. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. They amplify it. Uh, I can't remember the gentleman's name, James. Sorry, James. <laughs> Sorry, James. But he gets up there and plays, and he does one of my favorite songs. Oh, The Wreck Of. The Wreck Of, yeah. It's, it's true. He yeah. does a fantastic job of that. And he does a great Gordon Lightfoot and James Taylor too. Awesome. Yeah. Great. The kind of venue they do. And the Wyvern also has their new their new restaurant is called Eighty Eight Keys. Right. Piano bar. Piano bar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's gorgeous. It's a beautiful it place. It is gorgeous. And one of the things that makes the Wyvern like to stand out so much is that the Visual Arts Center has some artists who whose work fills the public spaces. Right, right. You see some beautiful artwork in there. Yes. So right you have Gabrielle Childs. Her work is really intricate, interesting, multimedia work. She's very um, textual. Mm-hmm. So you want to go up and touch her work. But don't. But don't. Um, we have Howard Spielman, who is a digital photographer, and he has, to, he has some beautiful stuff in there. And uh, Jill Lindsay, who does artwork. Uh, artwork, but it's a medium that I cannot think of off the top of my head. But her stuff just pops with color, and her stuff, uh, she has one work in the lobby, but most of them are up by Perch 360, so they have kind of a tropical feel and, you know, really, really beautiful. And don't they hold a painting class up there? Well, I don't think that they do, but they have had, uh, they have hosted the Plein Air Painters. Visual Arts Center. That's it. They have done that. Hopefully they'll do that again. Yeah. Why are a big supporter of the arts? They are. Yeah. And then moving around the corner, 
Yeah. We have yeah. the Four Point Sheraton with uh, George Mancini and Mitch Rios up starting there October 9th. Okay. So okay. we'll be playing every other Monday. Oh, every other Monday now. Right. Okay. Right. I think George has some other things in his schedule, so. They seriously rock. They do. <laughs> they do. Isaac <laughs> and Ron and, and, uh, and them getting together. And it's amazing because some of these things they do, they they just get there and they play and they all got their, their iPads up there watching the music and they play and it's amazing how tight they play. Wait, what do you mean they have their iPads up there looking? Reading the music. Okay. Wow. So, yeah. Did, did you not notice that? You go up there, George has got his iPad up on the piano. And yeah. Isaac has got his iPad, he's looking at the bass. And then Ron's over there, he, Ron knows those tricks, but they'll be up there. So the iPads are just taking the place of the sheet music. Exactly. So talk to George. We didn't really ask him. I in the interview, you mean? Mm -hmm. Yes. Still always wonder, how do they know when they're going to improv, when they're suddenly going to rip off them to something, and how long it's going to last? And I, I don't know. Music is very magical. Yeah. That's yeah. all I can say. Well, especially with those three, as good as all three of them are individually, because I know Isaac, the bassist, by the way, he plays an upright bass, and I've never seen anyone do harmonics on an upright bass before, but he does. Okay. And he's also playing, I believe it is in Sarasota with another tree. Yes. And then moving back around the corner down to Main Street in the Turtle Club, which uh, unfortunately is, I think, closed for now because they had some damage from, from Irma. But they had their fourth Wednesday jazz session, which I think is on hold for now. Then there is the uh, FM Don's formerly Jack's, right across the street, which uh, has live music every weekend there on the corner. And you wanted to mention one of your favorites. Be remiss not to mention the Celtic Ray. The Celtic Ray. Which has entertainment all the time. All the time. All the time, yes. Lots of great music and variety. Yes, you can always pop in there and it might be an Irish singer, it might be blues, mm -hmm. it might be straight up rock, but it's that's always a wonderful venue also. Right. By the way, just want to clarify, that is not the only restaurants uh, or places that may have music venues yes. uh, in the downtown Punta Gorda area. Because they're Peace River Seafood, Crab Shack, yes. Leroy's. Lashley's Crab House. Then you've got a little further down the street, but you've got Hurricane Charlie's. Yes. Down there, the Tiki Bar, which is also at the Four Points shared. Yes. So there's a lot more around them. And just to mention one other. Dean's, Dean's South of the Border. South of the yes. Border. They have, they have they fun have, there. They have fun there. <laughs> they have fun <laughs> there. Do. And they have music venue going there now, too. Yeah. So everything's getting cranked up yeah. around here because of the season. And it's within like a four-block radius. Yeah, so. it's close. You could definitely walk to each one of them. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for I remember sure. one lady saying, you know, that's one reason she loves the downtown area because she could hit all the restaurants and all within each other and, right. and just walk around. You can do like a real night out and, and sample yeah. a bunch of different styles of yeah. music. Yeah. Different entertainers. And then you go down to Fisherman's Village and they got a whole other venue of uh, restaurants 
and entertainment down there. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, food, Italian. Seafood, lots of seafood. Mexican. Oh, well, the food's great. Fine food. You can't eat at every one of those places in one night. Well, I... I we, we won't go into that discussion. Okay, all right. <laughs> Hi, my name is George Mancini, and I listen to Partnership for the Arts and... It is a rewarding experience. Again, thank you, George Mancini, for that spot. Yes. So that's that's the music going local around town. Yeah, downtown. Downtown. But there is a lot of other music going on. Right, around the county. Yes. So the county has so many musicians. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is really amazing the amount of, of talent that is in this area. And two of the local groups that I believe are comprised totally of volunteers are the Charlotte County Big Band. Mm -hmm. Love that. Which they have a Swinging on Sundays uh, program the first Sunday of every month at 3 o'clock. Don't you love Big Band? Oh, I love Big Everybody Band. Everybody loves Big Band. Love Where? Big Band. That is at the Cultural Center Theater. Right. So it is over the bridge for those of us in Punta Gorda, but, <laughs> but not so far. Not, not so too far. far. Yes. There's also the Charlotte County Concert Band, which plays music from the 40s and beyond. Yep. And they have um, moved venues this year, actually. Really? From the Cultural Center Theater to the Charlotte Performing Arts Center in Punta Gorda. Ah, which is where the symphony plays. Which is where the symphony plays. And when is their first performance? And their first concert is on November 5th, and it's going to be a patriotic theme, We the People. Love it. And the Charlotte Symphony is going to be doing something patriotic soon, too, right? Yes. The Charlotte Symphony is going to be getting started again in November as well. And they have really kind of intriguing patriotic program put together as well. I mean, it, it's called a salute to our armed forces. Wonderful. And, you know, there are things like John Philip Sousa, you know, whatever. But they have a couple of other more unexpected and, and a couple of things I haven't seen. One is they're doing John Williams, who John Williams, of course, is a composer from many, many wonderful movies. Oh, yes. You have, everybody has heard his music. But for this evening, it's going to be the Hymn to the Fallen from Saving Private Ryan. Oh, yeah. A real incredible sound yeah. score. Yeah. And then this really has piqued my interest because I actually have never heard of this. There is a work by a composer whose last name is Parashetti. And it's called A Lincoln Address. And there is a narrator also. The Gettysburg Address? I don't know what it is, but I'm really, I'm really intrigued. There's also going to be a tribute like to JFK. And, you know, so it's not just going to be band music, mm -hmm. you know, by any means. It's right. going to really run a full gamut. And they also are collaborating with the Military Heritage Museum for that concert, and I believe there's going to be some uh, uniforms and medals. Yeah, you know, display like, from the museum. Oh, on display. That. 
from Fisherman's Village. Yeah, awesome. Mm -hmm. Again, that's uh, November 12th. And tickets to the symphony sell out, so you should... Yes, they do. Get it now. Yes, they do. Went to a couple of the matinees. Yes. Everything, those night performances, they sell out quick. Yes, they do. They do. So, what else we got? Other music going on, other monthly music going on. Back to jazz, Charlotte Mm -hmm. County Jazz Society. Yes. They're on the first Monday of each month at 7 o'clock. And they usually bring in guest performers too, right? Yes. Um, I was saying there are so many talented musicians in this area, but there just seem to be so, 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 so many retired retired jazz Jazz performers. (laughs) Sorry, you didn't see my air quotes there, but retired jazz performers. That they they can't give it up. So and they um, should. And they shouldn't. And we have the opportunity to see them and enjoy it. Yeah. 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 Big benefit of it. And speaking of enjoying, we've got a, another big category to talk about there, right? Yes. Um, the last one is the Southwest Florida Bluegrass Association. Lots of fun. Fun, fun, fun. Um, second Saturday of the month, one o'clock in the afternoon. Three acts usually. And this is at. Two are at the Cultural, Cultural Center Theater. So yeah, I went to I went to one of the bluegrass performances and it's a blast, isn't it? Such a blast! People could not keep you know stay in their seats, <laughs> keep their feet. You know, there was no like sitting politely with your hands on your lap. No, there's no something you're no clapping and stomping right Putin along and hollering right? and you know you're supposed to. That's the idea, right? Bluegrass, not at the symphony. That's the problem I have. I get those confused. Yes. <laughs> you want to hoot and holler during the symphony. Well, people do clap at the symphony and times they're not supposed to be clapping. Well, that's because they don't know if the song hasn't ended. <laughs> anyway, so but the one thing, clapping, not clapping, whatever, the one thing that is a universal, turn off your cell phone. Yes. 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 People do not like it when cell phones go off during performances of any type. No, no. And you get a nasty look from Maestro when that happens, too. Oh, yeah. So, that we have heard. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, so, what else is going on? Well, there's still a lot to cover, a lot going on, but there are certain things that we make sure we let people know, right? Yes, to let people know, particularly because these are monthly events. So right. if, you, if you start following one of these groups, it's nice. You could just slot it on your calendar. It's on there. They're very affordable. Oh, yeah. Even cheaper than that if you become a member. Mm-hmm. So check yeah. it out. Yeah, especially member of the orgs to get the season tickets. Well, the getting season tickets, yeah. That worth every bit. Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay, so we've got... We've got the music covered, but since we're kind of going on the, uh, let's say, performing arts end of it, yeah. so to speak, because uh, I know last time we, we talked about the theater, and I've been busy on the circuit of, of the, let's say, performing arts, the cosplay. Okay. Conventions. I am so fascinated by this. For those of you out there who don't have any idea what Dave is talking about, the cosplay is the practice of dressing up as a character from a movie, book, or video game. <laughs> Where did you get that? Dictionary? <laughs> <laughs> that is the official
official definition. We're about to get a history lesson, aren't we? Yes. You know, this is, it harkens back to, you know, masquerade parties and costume balls and that thing. Absolutely. But my understanding is that cosplay, you officially, you're replicating a character. Yes, you are replicating a character. Some of the very early sci-fi science fiction conventions, like Star Trek, where people would dress up in the Star Trek uniforms. And that grew over the years with Star Wars, big influence on cosplay, and then the other sci-fi. So these cosplayers, which by the way, there are professional cosplayers that do travel the world for competitions. Okay. And a lot of them come to Florida for the cosplays for the competitions. So how do people see them? Well, you go to the conventions. Like what convention? Like uh, the Comic-Con convention. Several big ones like the Mega Comic-Con convention here in Florida. The first one they have is in Orlando. And then the second one they have is up in Tampa Bay. Oh, they have them twice a year. That's close. Yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of others around the area that, that happened. In fact, you could go online cosplay or comic cons and you'll see probably 70 to 80 of them that go on a year. Wow. Yeah. So, Dave, do you dress up when you go to these? No. Cons? I leave that to the professionals. Why nope. not? Well, for like this show, we are backstage, busy getting pictures, and then lining it up for interviews. Okay, and what do you do with these interviews? Well, it's funny you should mention it. <laughs> On our new show, the science fiction show. Cool. Our sci-fi-verse. Okay, sci-fi-verse, right. Show. Talk show. And with that being said, and us going to commercial, commercial that we've done for us and uh, I think we'll all enjoy this one. We'll be right back. Listen to partnership for the arts radio or out. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wonderful, huh? Awesome. Yeah. Great. And a big shout out and thanks to the Mullins family. Uh, Chris, Melissa, and their daughter, Tori, known in this galaxy and as in any other as the Autistic Jedi <laughs> for that wonderful spot. Now, I'd like to come back to the other question you asked, which was, how do you see them? You go to the conventions, they have a whole show contest. They come up on stage, individual, and they get up there and they'll do their poses and their routines, and then the audience votes on the best. The audience, the audience votes. The audience votes. There are some that are juried by the judges, right? but mostly they'll go off of the audience input. And I understand that it's not just a costume, but you're actually taking on the character of the character. Right. You put it on and then you get up there. That's where they do their traditional poses of that character on stage. And that's part of the grading too for and, some of them. And so like Star Wars would be competing against uh, the Wizard of Oz, Dorothy. Right. Versus, when you have okay. the big mixed ones like yeah. Dragon Con in Georgia is probably the largest cosplay in Southeast. 
Okay. United States. What is it? Do you dress up as dragons? No. <laughs> Actually, do you dress up do. like in the Game of Thrones? Yes. Oh, I love the Game of Thrones. I love it. Yes. Game of Thrones. There are complete competitions and shows just for that. Oh. The people do. Oh. Uh oh. She's hooked. No! <laughs> well, Dave, I told you I did a little bit of research. I thought you might be interested in knowing some of the rules governing costumes at these events. Uh oh. Here it comes. Okay. Back in 1952, uh, was the first nude contestant masquerade. <laughs> Perhaps not surprisingly, the height of this trend was in the 70s and 80s. This eventually led to the no costume is no costume rule. So that has been I banned. Understand it. You understand that. Another rule came up uh, out of the 1962 when a participant had a blaster prop that fired a real jet flame. Oh boy. So now fire is banned also. Oh, that's why you don't see any roasted marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have a third one. Do you wonder about this? I, are you saving the best for last? <laughs> okay, so in 1972, there was an artist who wore a costume composed largely of peanut butter, and he was representing his own comic character that was named the Turd. <laughs> oh, did that. <laughs> now, because it was peanut butter, I guess it didn't violate the no costume is no costume rule, but the peanut butter did rub off. And it did damage to other people's costumes that he brushed up against, and furnishings, and then it started going rancid. Ah. So now, food, odious, and messy substances are banned as costume elements. See, those are all three really good They're rules. really good rules. I was really just <laughs> intrigued by that. Oh, and here's a, here's a coscom that almost everybody can understand and relate to. The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes. People yes. dress up as their favorite characters. Yes. There is going to be an outdoor performance of Rocky Horror Picture Show in Fort Myers in October at the Arts Alliance. Maybe you could check their website. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, that's just another example of, like, cosplay. Right. It's... Filtering down to the local level. Right. Right. That you don't dress up. Sorry. The fact that I don't dress up for those things, would you? <laughs> He's just laughing. He's just looking at me going, okay, that was yeah. a random comment. But okay. No, that's okay. That's good. Yeah. Now, I'm randomly going to go into some of the list of the Comic-Cons that are going up. Okay. Random, kind of in order. <laughs> so, these are some that have already happened in the state, and then ones that are going into the end of this month, October, and into the first of the year. Panama Creative Con is obviously in Panama City, Florida. It is. Then there was Hero Hype Gaming Expo. That was October 21st. October 21st? Mm-hmm. Okay, and where is that? You mean, where was that? 
They don't know. Oh, it's all in. Okay. You're just throwing teasers out there. We've got the Spooky Empire Con in Orlando. That was October 27th through the 29th. You got the Flamingo Con 9 in West Palm Beach, October 28th. Okay. Is there a website where they're yes. all listed? Yes. Where is that? That is UpcomingCons.com. Upcoming cons. Yes. You go there and they give you the whole list. So you got Game and Tech Con, Jacksonville. You've got Tallahassee Comic Con, November, December. You got the Torah Con in Sarasota. Then you start all over again with the uh, sci fi convention in Miami, Florida, and it goes on from there for the whole year. It starts all over again. And the toy shows, too. And Those the toy shows. Okay, great. For any real collector. Collector, right. Such as I. Right. Dave has such a gleam in his eye, you cannot imagine. All right, well, you're going to have to report back periodically. Well, that's the that's the reason I go. Only for the show. Yeah. Right. The show must go on. The show must go on. The show must go on. <laughs> Which we will do at the next episode. Okay. Wait, is it time already? It's time already. Time flies, Dave. It does. So, Nanette, you have a good day. You too. Look forward to talking to you soon. As I look forward to talking to you again, Nanette, always a pleasure. And to all of you that took the time to join us, thanks for listening, and we'll talk art soon. This is Partnership for the Arts Radio. Come join us as we explore the worlds of art. And you can listen to all the episodes of our talk show on our website at partnershipforthearts.org. This podcast was recorded at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda, Florida. Mm-hmm.